Hey friends, I wanted to give you a little update on something that's been going on with me personally that has affected my ability to keep my podcast schedule, and it might in the future as well. So this season of Theology for the People, I was priding myself on publishing episodes every week on a schedule. I was even recording ahead of time and and just really glad about how the podcast has grown. The listenership has really grown, especially over the past six months. So I wanted to fill you in on why there was no new episode this past Thursday. And that is because last week, Wednesday, April 19th of 2023, I was in a snowboarding accident. And the short version of it is that I broke both of my ankles but I also had what's called a traumatic leg injury in my right leg, in which I broke several bones in my right leg at five different breaks and some damage to the cartilage and the joint. And I'm going to need a reconstructive surgery. And so right now I am at home. I am immobilized and I am in this device called an X-Fix. If any of you are interested to go and find out online what an X-Fix is. But the one that I have essentially has some pins that are literally drilled into my bones. And then it's kind of like a form of traction to use these pins as a stabilization device. And so they pull my bones into the right position and hold them there. And they need to do that until I can have my next surgery. I did have a surgery immediately after the accident. And my next surgery is going to be a reconstructive surgery to reconstruct my ankle and then, you know, get rid of any kind of like fragmented bones and things like that in my ankle. So for those of you who are interested in hearing a little bit more about how this accident happened, I'll get to that next. But I want to tell you, stay tuned. I am going to be able to record. I just will not be as regular and publishing episodes as I have been up until now. But look forward to, in the coming weeks, at some point, an episode on the Rascal of 1666, which was a schism within the Russian Orthodox Church, as well as an episode about the radical reformers of the 16th century, just kind of a part of the Reformation that is unknown to many people, but is absolutely fascinating. And so those episodes will be recorded with my friend Shane England from Ireland. He's been on two or three episodes already this season and just just a really smart guy and just enjoy talking to him very much. So look for that. I've also been in contact recently with Crossway Publishing and I will be interviewing some of their authors as well. And I'll be interviewing some of their authors about some recent books, including a book on the Sermon on the Mount, as well as other topics. So some prayer requests for me before I get into a little bit more of the details. Pray number one for this reconstructive surgery that is right now tentatively scheduled for May 9th. I have a appointment on May 6th to go into the doctor and they're going to be looking to see if I am ready for surgery. And that leads me to my second prayer request, which is what does it mean to be ready for surgery? It means that I need the swelling in my right leg to go down. It's incredibly swollen and they can't perform surgery until the swelling goes down. So right now, essentially they've told me my full-time job is to keep my leg elevated and iced in hopes that the swelling will go down so that we can perform surgery. Because until they can perform surgery, I'm in this X-Fix device and I'm in kind of a waiting period, a holding pattern, if you will, 
until I can have the surgery. Once the surgery takes place, then I'll begin the work of recovery, which will be waiting for the wound to heal and then physical therapy for probably a lot of time. They told me about six months is the time that I'll need to recover from this, but I think physical therapy will continue even beyond that. The other prayer request I have is long-term, and that is that because there was cartilage damage, they're going to rebuild my ankle. And as they do that, whenever there's cartilage damage, what can happen is the development of post-traumatic arthritis. So that could hinder my ability to run in the future. A lot of that depends on the surgery and how my body reacts. So would you please pray for complete healing for that, that I would be able to run again, that I'd be able to be active again. That's a really big part of my life is running and climbing mountains and being active. And so if you could please pray for that, that's something that is a burden on my heart and mind that I wouldn't be able to do that again. So thank you for praying for those things. Now, here's the story of how this happened. I, I went up to Arapahoe Basin with two friends, two very good skiers. Actually, one of them, his name's Devin, he rides a ski bike. The other one, his name's Glenn. He's a skier. We were at Arapahoe Basin, and this is spring skiing, you know, and, and generally in springtime, you get a couple different conditions. You get what's called corn snow, which is wet and heavy, and that can be fun. But well, the other thing that happens during the spring is that it also, there are cold snaps. And so when the warm snow, the snow that's melting, then if there's a cold snap, then it just becomes a complete sheet of ice. And so that's what happened on this particular day. The day before it had been in the 40s Fahrenheit, so above freezing, and all the snow had turned to corn, had melted, and then overnight it had gotten very cold. And then the whole day that we were there, it never got above freezing. So we were skiing on what are called icy or chalky conditions. And it was very slippery, very hard to hold an edge. And I also didn't have my snowboard tuned properly. And that's kind of ongoing thing that I had been joking about with my friends is just saying, you know, I don't have an edge. I should have tuned my snowboard. I always keep forgetting. And so I was there with an untuned snowboard, bad conditions, really maybe some of the worst conditions I've ever experienced. And so we were on Arapahoe Basin ski area doing the back bowl, Montezuma. We did an area called the Beavers. You know, we were doing black diamond runs, which generally are, are not a problem at all, but just because of the ice, they were very difficult that day. So we were doing some runs and then we got to thinking about this area called the East Wall. Now, East Wall is really an iconic Colorado ski thing. It's double black extreme terrain. That's a series of chutes that you have to hike to. And the hike itself is even a pretty difficult hike. You go to the top of Verapo ski, Basin Ski Area, which is one of the highest in the state. And then you hike up even higher, about a, I don't know, 20 minute hike maybe. And then there are about four different lines, four different chutes that you can drop into. And so our thought was that because there was no fresh snow, no powder on the whole mountain, maybe the only area where we could find any powder, any nice snow, would be up in the chutes because we thought maybe the chutes would be wind-loaded. What that means is that the, the wind blows the snow into the chute and kind of holds it there. Now, when we got up to there, we looked at the chutes before we dropped in and we realized they were not wind-loaded at all. In fact, the chutes themselves were just incredibly icy. So once you've hiked up there, you're pretty committed. But also, I, I felt confident about this. I've done a lot of snowboarding on similar terrain. I wasn't intimidated by it at all. 
In fact, when I dropped in, I mean, I didn't even hesitate. I just strapped in, dropped right into the chute and started going. And I made a few turns and then immediately I came to a point where my board washed out, which means that my backside edge as I was turning left didn't grip into the snow because it was ice and my edges weren't sharp. And so they slid out from under me. So I was now sliding on my back down the mountain. Now in these chutes, one of the big dangers is that there are a lot of rocks. And so the rocks on the side, sometimes rocks in the middle of the chute. This one doesn't have a ton of rocks, but there are some. So I was seeing those rocks and I was picking up speed as I was sliding. This is about a 40 degree pitch. If you're interested in looking it up, YouTube East Wall A Basin. And the particular run I was on is called North Pole. And so I was seeing the rocks coming. I was navigating around them as much as I could by like using my hands and trying to slide. But I was going pretty fast. Later on, I was able to check my ski tracker that I was wearing at the time. And it showed me that at this time I had reached my top speed that I reached was about 38 miles an hour. So I was going pretty fast on a very steep pitch, which was pure ice. And I knew that I, in order to be safe, it would probably be better if I could do what's called a self-arrest. Plus, I actually wanted to like ride out the rest of the chute. I didn't just want to slide, you know, 800 feet to the bottom. So I flipped over on my chest and my goal was, and this is what I have done many, many times without any problem, was to dig in my toe side edge in order to stop my slide. And so I did that, but the velocity that I was going at caused so much force when I dug in my edge that it snapped my bones. And I, I felt it immediately. It felt like fireworks in my legs. I knew, I even like had this very clear thought. I just broke my ankles. And the force of that, it, it kind of threw me in the air. I did what I, I think I did a backflip or something. I mean, I remember being in the air and then kind of tumbling and things like this. And at that point, I, I had no ability or will to stop myself anymore. So I just slid all the way and I stopped sliding when the, at the end of the chute, there's this thing called the traverse, which separates what's called the upper east wall from the lower east wall. So I stopped on the traverse just kind of naturally because the traverse is where it flattens out before it goes down again. So I stopped there and some guys who were there for a big mountain competition that was taking place in that day. They had seen what happened to me and they came and gathered around me. They took off my snowboard and they asked me how I was doing. I said, I think I broke my ankles. And, and then the, one of the worst feelings I could feel that my leg could move independent of my foot. And, and so that in that moment I knew I've broken my leg, not just hurt my ankle. And so they brought me down. The ski patrol eventually came. They took me down on a sled. Many thanks to the ski patrollers, the very skilled EMTs, and they did a really great job helping me and taking care of me. They got me down to the first aid station, got my boots off, which was by far the most excruciating part of the entire ordeal. And they gave me some medicine, sent me in an ambulance to the town of Frisco, which is there in Summit County, Colorado. And I was in a hospital, got cared for very well there. They did an emergency surgery to prevent what's called compartment syndrome, which is because one of my broken bones and everything had moved so much, but it was cutting into my cartilage and it was also cutting off circulation of my foot. And so in order to not lose my foot, they were able to do surgery and they were able to install this X-Fix device to bring everything into alignment until 
I can have my next surgery. So I was there in the hospital in Frisco for three days, and then I've been home now. And just my big things, I'm managing pain, taking medications as advised, just following all the rules the doctors give me. Thankfully, I am able to get some things done here at home. It's kind of a strange mix between being tired all the time and in pain. And yet also, it kind of does help to have some things to do. And I'm thankful that we live in this time of technology where I, I don't feel totally isolated or sidelined by being at home. But if you could just pray for those things I mentioned before, and I want to add one more thing. Could you also pray for our church, Whitefields Community Church here in Longmont? We have a really capable staff and a really just loving, unified church. They're unified around our mission and vision and just really a wonderful church. And so just pray for them, you know, because I know that they're all experiencing this together. And I'm not going to be out forever. It's just a couple of weeks, but I hope to get back soon. I'll be preaching soon, probably in casts and, you know, sitting down and things like that, but I'll be back soon. But pray for the church. My hope and my desire for the church, honestly, is that they'll come out of this more unified around the vision and the mission of reaching our community and beyond with the gospel of Jesus Christ and growing as disciples of Jesus. And so thanks for listening to this and keep an eye out in your podcast feed in the days and weeks to come for upcoming episodes about theology, not about my legs. All right, thanks. Thanks.